0: Think about Loha trying to make up for it, fires to the end zone, touchdown! Alabama wins! alone looking for his first hit of the year, oh. he drives
1: one, deep left field, back goes Upton, back near the wall, it's out of here!
0: Bartolo
1: has done it!
0: There's only one word that comes to mind, greatness.
2: What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. This is being filmed a mere hour and a half from the release, uh, or prior. This is being filmed a mere hour and a half following the release of the 2022 March Madness bracket, um, and with me today, I have three wonderful men, Joey Bonadonna, Noah McGrubley, and Trent Sweeney, to break down, um, the bracket and just give kind of some gut reactions. Um, this is obviously a little impromptu, so we're just going to get right into it. Um, we will start off discussing some of our favorite game matchups, and I'll send the first game matchup over to our friend in Wisconsin, Joey.
0: So the the game that stood out to me when I first look at the bracket is the the two mid majors, Murray State versus San Francisco. Murray State comes in thirty and two. Um, winners of their conference, and then um, San Francisco uh, coming out and lose. They lost to Gonzaga by 10 um, in the WCC tournament. However, I think this is just a really tough matchup for both of these teams. I think they're both solid. Like San Francisco is favored in this one over a two-loss Murray State team. They obviously have a better resume. They played against Gonzaga twice. They've played better teams. Um, looking the the Loyola game earlier in the year, uh, that was a that was an interesting game to watch. Only a five point loss. Honestly, it, it's just a tough draw for both of these teams because the winner ultimately has to probably go play Kentucky the next round. So. I don't know what your guys' reactions were to, to that when it came out in the bracket.
1: Well, one thing I'll say is the the Loyola-Chicago game, they played that in, like, a gym in, in Utah in, like, the uh, middle of January or something. Just a completely bizarre game. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. It's just so interesting. I think every year the landscape of college basketball, the, the you know, how teams are standing at the getting in the year is very different than at the end. But I think especially this year when – there was a lot, the, the tournaments, the like preseason tournaments were a lot stranger and just with all the COVID uncertainty, I feel like there really oh, yeah. is a significant difference from what the product we're seeing now, where it seems like we're going to have a fairly normal March madness um, versus what we've seen over the last kind of year So, but um, like,
0: Absolutely. I'd agree that the December, January part of the season was probably the furthest from normal for a lot of teams across the country. Like that San Francisco Loyola game, would probably would not have happened without um, the, the Omicron variant destroying the, the landscape of sports for a while there. Um, but honestly, in this one with San Francisco being favored, I still, I w- I still want to say Murray State in this one um, to go on and play Kentucky. I think that's a pretty good matchup um, in the East region. Yeah,
1: I, I I like Murray State there. I mean, you know, I, I, I get why they're a seven seed. Their conference is very weak. They've had some, you know, tight games against not very good teams. But I just – I feel like they're under-seeded. Like, this is a team that's in the table, and they're a seven seed. Uh, but, I mean, this game itself is – Yeah, I,
3: I agree. I think uh Murray State is going to win this game. They have some experience with their guard positions, and I think that's just going to – Lead them this way against uh, San Francisco
2: yeah my my initial thought was I was thinking San Francisco but when I when I and most of this I really the idea of this guys is that we kind of haven't looked a ton into all of this but the thing about Murray State is Murray State has a talented guard duo and they have um big man KJ Williams who I think is a real difference maker it's not to say USF can match that um they have Phenomenal big man who I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but he's a 6'9 transfer from USD. Um, This should be a really good game, but I think Murray State ultimately um, is the more complete team to me.
0: And uh, looking at Murray State's schedule, there are two losses. One of them was to to East Tennessee State really early on in the year and then uh, a 13-point loss at Auburn. So um, they've had some close games here down the stretch, but – I think Murray state has like, like we were talking about before has run the table since that Auburn loss. And I think they're probably the better and maybe they give Kentucky a run for their money, but I think that's a really tough draw for both of these, both of these teams. So I think they're better than having to play that really tough team in, in the second round.
2: Yep. So we can move on to our next matchup. Uh, I can, I'll take this one. Um, what really intrigues me is the 8-9 matchup in the Eastern region, which is North Carolina against Marquette. Um, interesting for a number of reasons. Starting off with North Carolina, their trajectory to the tournament's been interesting. They were kind of on the bubble slash looking out for a little bit. Then they went on a nice run to end the season, um, had a big win again at Duke to spoil Coach K's uh, final regular season game. And yeah, they've they've made their way to the eight seed. Marquette, on the other hand, first year was Shaka Smart at the helm, um, disappointing showing in their conference tournament. But here they are with the nine seed. Um, when you break down these teams, UNC uh, they live and die with Armando Baycott. Uh, I think to me, he was the best player in the ACC this year. The uh, voters for the ACC Player of the Year didn't agree, but so be it. He's averaging about 17 points a game, 12 rebounds a game. He's just an absolute force on both ends. Uh, then, of course, you have Caleb Love, who's scoring about 15 a game, shoots well from deep. The thing about this UNC team is they have a ton of guys that are plenty capable um, to score, but it doesn't really go past their starting five. You have Baycott, Love, Manic, Davis, um, and those are kind of those are the main four right now. Um, and then when if you go back if if you look at their game against Virginia tech um, they started to empty the bench, but they probably ran, I'd have to off the top of my head, probably seven or so guys. Um, They just really don't go that deep. I don't know if it's lack of talent, but they just generally don't go that deep. Um, So I think the big thing for me to look at at UNC is to see if someone off the bench is going to step up, um, see if they can get a contributor. Cause I think especially more than just this game in the long run, it's not going to work only playing six guys. So I think maybe you could look at a guy like uh, Kerwin Walton to maybe step up, make some plays. Um, and yeah, so then Marquette, on the other hand, they, they live and die with Justin Lewis. They're talented six, seven freshmen. He's scoring 17 points a game, eight rebounds a game. Um, and then they also have the Maryland transfer, Morsel, uh, Morsell, Morsell um, who's solid, uh, can hit a shot from outside. He brings that experience. Marquette's an interesting group. They really um, – there's there's just a lot to them. They've had some really good wins. Um, but this is just a weird matchup for them because when it comes down to it, UNC is a great rebounding team. Uh, when you have Armando Baycott swarming inside. And Justin Lewis, the 6'7 freshman, he's great. But he – it's going to be hard for them to stop him on the glass. What plays to Marquette is that Marquette – plays at one of the fastest tempos in the country, um, which should wear down UNC's uh, lack of rotation, at least in theory. But when when a push comes to shove, I'm taking the North Carolina Tar Heels because Marquette has yet to really show in big games that they can get significant contributions behind uh, Justin and Daryl. So on that one, I'm taking UNC behind a big game from Armando Baycott. What do you guys think?
0: I'm also going to take UNC in that one. I just think Marquette, uh, while they are, I think a better team than what they were at the beginning of the year, when uh, they played Wisconsin, the, they, they come into the new year, they go on that long winning streak. And then since then they've just been inconsistent, haven't put together a winning streak since that win streak in January, losing games to Providence lost to Butler. Um, Lost to to Creighton, DePaul, uh, so yeah, Creighton twice on here. Um, I just think they're playing really inconsistently coming into uh, coming into the tournament, and I just I have to think that North Carolina is playing better basketball right now than Marquette is.
2: Absolutely, because Marquette has the resume. I mean, they beat. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they beat Illinois at the beginning. Yes, of this year. they did. That yeah, that search. was.
1: That was madness
2: they shellacked providence they beat villanova at villanova um but they just especially to close the year they were i was super high on marquette to make a little bit of a run in their conference tournament and they just they really disappointed down the stretch that they, they lost it to DePaul, then of course they lost to creighton in the tournament it's just that that inconsistency stuff, and I'm they, they they swept Villanova. I didn't even realize it. They swept Villanova. Just incredible.
1: This is going to be a, a very good game. Honestly, it's I mean these eight nine seed games, they're just they're toss ups. It, it could go to anyone. Um, I think that UNC will probably take this one just because of Armando Armando Bacot. You know, in March, usually the superstar stands out, and that's why I'm picking UNC. But it, I think it could go either way. Shaka's done a great job at Marquette this year. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see this one.
3: Yeah. Um, for me in this game, I think uh, the guard play of Caleb Love is the X factor in this game because Murray State has – their best players a big, K.J. Williams. Not Mar- is this Murray State or Marquette? Marquette, my Mar- bad. Mar- I, I thought we were talking about Murray State. My bad. I apologize. No worries. But – I think uh, the guard play of Caleb Loves is going to be the big part in this game because he is he's going to be an NBA player, and NBA players aren't technically the best players in March, but and I think in this game, I think Caleb Loves is the X factor in this game. Yeah,
2: I concur. So, I, have, I think – sorry, go
3: ahead. I have the Tar Heels winning this game.
2: What would you say?
3: I have the Tar Heels winning this game.
2: Yeah, so I think we're all in that. The one thing I'll say about North Carolina is if they're able to beat Marquette, I like their odds against against Baylor. Um, I think Baylor is the more complete team. Um, they're really, in general, a healthy Baylor team. There aren't many flaws, but without a healthy Jonathan Chachua. That they don't really have anyone that can contain a big man like Armando Baycott. And when when he's able to work inside and they're able to, UNC is therefore able to dominate the glass. That I mean, that's that has some eight over one upset magic to me, but we'll see. I mean, it you never know with this Baylor team, they've been count, counted out before and they're still a one seed, still looking pretty good for the tournament. Um, yeah, uh, you want me to once, go next? I, I, I can go next, yeah, all you, use.
3: Because for me, I'm talking about the four thirteen matchup in the south between um the Mox and Illinois. I think because I've been high on the mocks this whole year. And for them to draw, the Four Illinois is just just tragic for them <laughs> because like for them, they've had a very good year led by Malachi Smith and uh, DeSosa, who was a transfer from Kansas, who tore it up against Furman. He had like seventeen and fifteen something like that, and, like, he can hold his own against Kofi, I think, but I just think, like, this Plummer, Frazier, and Kofi is just going to be too much for Chattanooga, and, like, I really want Chattanooga to win this game because they want to win the whole year, but I just don't think it's going to happen because of just the three players from Illinois that are just – just all Americans, just not all Americans. They're all big 10 players. And I just think they can just overpower the mocks in this game.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's a just a brutal job draw for Chattanooga um, in a certain sense, mainly because when you have to, with a team like Illinois, they're, they're not consistent necessarily as a whole team, but when you have a presence like Kofi Coburn, it's very helpful to keep you in games. But also with that being said, Illinois is one of the, most inconsistent streaky teams in the country, and that definitely plays for an upset, possibly.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I, but, like, just – if Malachi Smith can go for 30 this game and then DeSosa can go for 20, they could win this game. But that's just a big if. And then they got to catch uh, Illinois on, like, a streaky – one of the streaky nights where they're having an off night. But that's just a lot to ask for. But it's yeah. possible, but it's a lot to ask for. I mean,
1: when you're just looking at upsets, is there a more intriguing session than Houston, UAB, and Illinois Chattanooga? I feel like the four and the five could definitely fall in that session. I'm low on yeah. Houston. I mean, th- this is, you know, this is separate to Illinois Chattanooga, but there, there could be some upsets there. Uh Well, two upsets. Uh, but, I mean, Illinois, I feel like, like you kind of said, they could be dropped in the first round or they could be cutting down the nets in New Orleans. I I really think that team is – I mean, it's very interesting. I'm, that game is going to tell me a lot about how Illinois is going to do in March.
2: Yeah. And uh, before, Joe, I no, didn't mean to cut you off if I was about to cut you off, but I want to welcome in Jackson Francois, who just joined us. Jackson, how are you?
4: I'm good. How are you? Sorry for being late. I uh, I'm mistimed. No worries. Absolutely. I'm
3: a Bishop Corbin basketball player right
4: there. I, I, um, I was going to interject on what Noah said. Um you're looking at a potential Sweet 16 uh, matchup of Illinois and Arizona. I mean, that's probably two of the best bigs in the country, right? I mean, Kocolo and Kofi And I mean, that, that's an unbelievable basketball game where Illinois can legitimately win that game.
1: Yeah, if, if we're going to uh, go that far in advance, uh, I just want to note that Coloco held Kofi 5-15 uh, for 15 from the field in Champaign in December. But that, that, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Cause what if Illinois falls to Chattanooga, like Trent Sweeney said, it could happen.
4: Or but, you know. falls to what if,
2: what if it ends up being the mocks against, uh, against Bryant? Who knows?
4: Yeah. I mean, I do believe in the Peter Kiss supremacy. So it, this
1: is March. Anything can happen. You know,
4: anything
2: can happen. Anything yeah. can happen.
1: Uh, anyway, I think, you know, we can maybe get back on topic here, uh, Joey, did you have any thoughts on the Chattanooga? Did you?
0: Um, yeah, I was going to say coming into this one, it is a tough draw for Chattanooga because um, I, I, I think we've all talked about it throughout the entire season that Chattanooga has a potential to be one of, the, one of these um, teen seeds that can make a run, but going against one of the most dominant forces in college basketball and Kofi Coburn is going to be a real tough draw it is possible. I mean, Illinois, they don't have, they have some good wins, but they also have some pretty, they have a bad loss in the conference tournament to uh, Indiana, but I think I would still say, still take Illinois coming out of this one. Um, I put faith in them last year and I picked them to win it. That didn't work. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong.
4: Um. If I can jump in here giving a little bit of analysis, but um, Chattanooga's got two big, he's got Sylvia DeSouza, who's, we're going to, is a really talented basketball player, even though, I mean, he transferred from Kansas, and what Illinois struggled with was Tyrese Jackson Davis of Indiana, who took over the basketball game, and um, if you you can do that again, I mean, they're similar, I think they're both around six nine, so that's could be a matchup that Chattanooga could exploit.
2: Got it. Um, So we can move on. Um, Any other big first round matchups that we're looking at that we're excited about?
1: Um, If there's one that I would say it would be Arkansas, Vermont. Um, I feel like that game is going to be played at like a million miles per hour. Those teams just want to play fast. And I think I mean, I think the spread opened at Arkansas six. So, you know, I think Vegas sees it's, it's going to be a close game. And I think it is, it's going to be a close game and it could, you know, it could get into the eighties. I mean, Arkansas averaging 77 points, Vermont averaging 75 points. Um, I feel like that game could just be a crazy one. And, you know, Arkansas, I'd like them to win that game because, you know, JD Notay, Jalen Williams, just, you know, a great duo. But from a pure game to watch, this could be one of the most entertaining games in the first round. And it's a four thirteen matchup.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. Obviously, Arkansas has played very well this year. But we've also – recently, it feels like they've been playing well, rising to the occasion um, against, you know, the top dogs, the SEC. Are they going to be able to handle – you know, they're, they're the favorites in this one. They're supposed to beat this – you know lowly vermont team how do they respond to that can they get it done you know away from from the bud walton arena atmosphere and so on and so forth i i like arkansas to move on but it's certainly something to look at
4: yeah i mean ryan davis is really good uh for vermont and uh, they they're playing their best basketball they i think they must have been 20 and 2 in the uh in league play, and they just won their conference title by 40 points. Like, no matter who you play, winning a conference title game by 40 points is impressive. And you know, JD Notte can always have off nights. I mean, we've seen him struggle and just put up shot after shot and break shot after shot. So, it's Arkansas can sometimes go into scoring roles, and we saw that against LSU a couple times. So, I mean, you can always take advantage of that. Yeah, I
3: can't say i've watched vermont in this year but i've watched plenty of arkansas games this year and i just think like what jackson said if note is shoot, shooting shot or shot and they're not going in this is going to be a tough game for arkansas and then the other two guards they have um i'm you know what you, you know who they are tony and then stanley i'm not saying his last name <laughs> it's one of those days
4: today but <laughs> short kid right the short kid, uh, um, it's like, Miles. It's it's
2: you you it's it's with a you. I know
4: who you're talking about. Yeah,
3: like that's, Chris likes his short kid, but um, I think their guard play is gonna be big if they want to go on a run in this tournament. And of course, they have Jalen Williams as their leading rebounder. And for them to beat Vermont no is going to have to be on. And if he's not on the other guards, are going to step up.
2: Uh, anyone else? Guys. Anything to add before we move on? Cool. Well, I'll take that as a sign to move on. So we talked about some of our favorite game matchups. Um, But I think the, maybe not the biggest thing, but one of the most exciting thing that uh, March Madness births is, these kind of march madness legends maybe some small school guys or even just certain players and maybe even bigger schools that uh leave their legacy with a big um tournament run so who are some players that you guys are looking at um as x factors in this tournament
0: well all right no
1: i'll give you two i'll give you uh One is one of my personal favorites. My favorite, I'd say uh, Ben Matherin. I mean, a true three level score going to be a lottery pick. If Arizona wins the national championship, it's going to be because Benedict Matherin had some really, really big games. And if you don't know Benedict Matherin, now you're going to know Benedict Matherin in April, if Arizona goes on a run. But I think a little more under the radar guy I have is Jared Bynum. If, if Providence wants to go on a run like they're capable of, you know, they're going to need the Jared Bynum that can just hit threes like no other. Because when I've watched some Providence games, Jared Bynum looks like the best shooter on the planet. And if they get that Jared Bynum, Providence could go very far.
4: All right. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I won't take a superstar like Noah did um, with Benedict Matherin, but I will, take, I will take Hunter Couture from Virginia Tech. I mean, we just saw them win four games in four days in the ACC tournament. He had 32 last night, and they beat Duke. And he missed one three. They're, he can shoot the ball. Virginia Tech's an old team. And Virginia Tech, every single player on that team can shoot the ball. I'm just picking Hunter Couture, where I could pick Keke Luma, who's a five that can shoot the ball. Um, yeah, I think Virginia Tech is a team led by Couture, Murphy, and – KJ Luma that can go deep and then um my under the radar one will be yes it's not really as under the radars or a seven seed but KJ Williams from Murray State is um really good he's a four he averaged about 17 points per game um Matt McCanahan has a really good team they play really fast and he uh they played CMO uh close regular season he absolutely took over the game but racing a uh 18-point deficit to go undefeated in conference.
0: Um, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I'll, I'll bring in my Wisconsin expertise here. Um, Johnny Davis, Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, you can argue a wall with that one if he should have deserved it or not, but um, I, I think these last couple of games, he's had some pretty rough shooting performances, three of nine against Minnesota, six of 19 against Rutgers, uh, a five a five for twelve in that Purdue game. He left the Nebraska game early, and then this kind of egg uh, three of nineteen against Michigan State. Those are games that they all won, but they were all a lot closer than, especially Minnesota, Rutgers, and then uh, MSU that they lost. Those are games that were closer and ones that you'd expect a top ten or a, a top three seed to win pretty handily whereas his shooting performances in those games really did not play a factor in um, helping them win these big games uh, down the stretch. Uh, I think if Wisconsin wants to make a run, it's not a secret that they need Johnny Davis to play like he is very capable of of these 20-plus nights or even the, the one going back to early January, the 37-point game against Purdue. Um, it, it, he can be a March Madness hero or just fizzle out and they get to their kind of expectations, quote-unquote, of getting to a Sweet 16 and fizzling out there. But it, you have... Is he still hurt? He is still hurt. I, I think he did play against... Michigan State that that will come into play Michigan State game I I think people are going to say that he wasn't 100% um and I, I would agree but if if he comes back and gets a little bit more to full health uh, but I even then even before the injury I think shooting the shooting the ball he hasn't been up to his expectations but either way I think it's a pretty favorable matchup uh, in Milwaukee in the first two rounds. Colgate, I mean, it's a three versus 14. Anything, anything can happen, but I think these are teams that Wisconsin can easily beat if Johnny Davis can rise to the occasion.
4: If I can interject for a half second, um, I have Wisconsin losing to uh, Iowa State, and Isaiah Brockington is another one that could be a, a star player. It, they're an 11th seed go beat LSU because LSU is um, just LSU and is coachless. So, yeah. Um,
3: I got two players. I'm going to go with the Noah approach here. I'm going to take the superstar and then it's under the radar. Um, my superstar is uh, Keegan Murray from Iowa. I think he could lead them to, I mean, I took Iowa to win it all last year and that didn't work out well for me because obvious reasons, but I think they can, he can lead them to a good run because he shoots 40% of three-point line. And he does not need the ball in his hands to be effective, and he still averages, what, 23 points a game? And I think he can just make a name for himself. I mean, he's obviously he's going to be a top-ten pick in the draft, but he can maybe boost himself to a top-five pick in this um, – in March Madness. So I think – Keegan Murray is a player to look out for for Iowa, especially because they play um who's Iowa play Richmond and then they play Providence and then they gotta play Kansas if they win that. I think kansas can make it that far for me, but I think Keegan Murray is one of my players and then for my under the radar player is a uh, New Mexico state' uh Teddy Allen because Teddy Allen averages nineteen points a game seven rebounds, and I think. I think they can um, beat UConn, and then they have to play Arkansas, which I've seen Arkansas play, like, a different team at times and then be good at times. And if Teddy Allen is on, he can go for 25 and, and 10. And I think he can lead them to a Sweet 16 game against Gonzaga. But I think that's about as far as Teddy Allen can lead them. That's all I got.
2: Well, I have a couple notes. First off, Sweeney, I love the Teddy Allen pick. I I also had him um, written down. Um, There was something I was going to say backtracking, and I don't remember what it is, so if I do, I'll be sure to let you guys know. Um, But my two guys that I have um, are both guards, the first one being Matt Bradley Um, Garb from San Diego State. He's been playing basketball for a good decade. Um, First year at SDSU after transferring from Cal. He's scoring 17 points per game, uh, shooting 45% from the field. This SDSU team is elite defensively, but you're in March. You're going to have to make some big shots to move on. If they want to beat Creighton, if they want to, you know, get into the second weekend, Matt Bradley is going to have me playing on point. Um, And then the second guy that I have, and this is more so just because I, he's, I think he's an important player, but I, I picked him because of the matchup in the first round, and that is Davidson guard, foster lawyer, um, who transferred from Michigan State, the team that they will be facing, um, and he's been thriving at Davidson. He's scoring almost 17 points per game, um, and he's third in the nation from three-point, making 45% of his three-pointers. Um, that's just absolutely crazy to me. And yeah, those are those are my two guys there. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything else to add in or. Something I'll, to I'll give me. A, oh, uh, sorry.
4: Foster Lawyer is a great sidekick, in Lee, um, Yang Lee from South Korea averages, yeah, I think he averages probably about seventeen as well. Um, and they're able to tag team together for a. Uh, I mean, they won twenty seven games. They're a duo that could. Make it to the second weekend. Um, yeah,
1: I'll, I'll give you one more name. Uh, just, just as a guy who could, you know, really establish himself, uh, Baylor Shireman on South Dakota State. He's shooting. Uh, he is shooting like fifty percent from a three. He averages like eight rebounds a game. He's a six six forward guard. Uh, I think South Dakota State could go to the Sweet Sixteen, and if they do, he is going to have to shoot basically you know he's gonna have to be lights out and i think he can uh, i could probably talk about south dakota state upsetting providence for a long time but i'll i'll focus on, um, on baylor shireman here and that's a name to look out for yeah
4: here in okay, march I, I'll, I'll interject with one more Go player ahead. um the mountain west player of the year david roddy uh for colorado state is a he was a quarterback as well uh but he's probably six six, really thick um He's, he's going to be able to push around Hunter Dickinson and then push around John Fulkerson and lead Colorado State to the Sweet 16. And uh, he's got a really good sidekick in Isaiah Stevens, who's a really speedy guard. And offensively, uh, Colorado State is one of the top 15 teams um, in the nation.
2: Um, I just remembered what I was going to say when I was talking about what I didn't backtrack. Sweeney was incorrect last year. Um, in his support of Iowa making a deep run but I will give Sweeney credit for possibly one of the greatest predictions that I've ever heard and that was him saying that Oral Roberts would be or at least could be Ohio State and that was something I mean that podcast was very long I want to say they were in the third region we went over he was like they can shoot they can you know Oral Roberts can win that game and Lo and behold, what I mean, he he was right on that one. So he was wrong on the overall, but that was one of the more impressive impressive predictions that I've heard. Oh, so
3: who's, who's going to be this year's Max Ace Miss Is what we're saying.
2: That's kind of session. that is truly what we're kind of <laughs> talking about, right? That's honestly what we could have called this is the, Mac, the Max Ace Miss Award. Hiller
4: Shireman. If I can interject, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think Bailey Shireman is really good um, for South Dakota State. Just echoing what Noah said.
2: I'm disappointed by one thing from from you, Jackson. For a lot of interjecting, I haven't heard any talk about uh, about your Bryant your Bryant boys. do you, you, you have oh, you know anything yeah. else to add?
4: My favorite player in the tournament is uh, Peter Kiss, and uh,
1: I he won't take down Arizona.
4: He'll destroy Arizona.
1: If if uh, he does, he's going to have to score about sixty points and shoot about eighty percent from the field and hit the craziest shots you've ever seen in your life.
4: Yeah, Max says. He's really good. He averages 30 a game in the last 10 games. Uh, he's also really cocky, uh, which also makes me you know, my favorite player. Um, so, yeah, he's really good. Uh, Rutgers transfer. He'll be a good player. How do you, how how do you
2: feel if, uh, if, if Wright State beats Bryant in the first four? How will that make you feel?
1: Really stupid.
0: Horizon like, League represent. Let's do it.
1: Well, they get a they get a home game cuz they're from Dayton and they get to play the first four in Dayton. I, so it's a home, uh, it's a home game for Wright State. There's really no such thing as
4: a home game for Wright State because no one goes to the games regardless. So I I don't <laughs> you, <laughs> think I don't <laughs> think yes, I'll, I'll, I'll,
0: be, I'll be honest here. I I don't think anyone goes to Horizon League games. The Horizon League just doesn't exist.
4: I mean, the number 1 player was in the Horizon League and I think their coach got fired.
2: Uh,
0: yes, yes, that is true.
4: Sorry to I'm... interject, guys, but um, can we talk about
3: Malachi Smith from Chattanooga? Tell he's us about right Malachi
2: here? Smith. Trent I'll
3: tell you about Malachi Smith. <laughs> he could be he could get a triple double against to to Illinois and beat him, and then that's just a story itself. And then go beat Houston or UAB. Sweet, so 16 story itself, right there. Malachi Smith,
2: so, simply put, I respect it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add one thing in um that I did not have on our brief agenda before we go and pick our final fours. Just off the top of your guys' head, if you have to if you had to pick one double digit seed to make it to New Orleans, who would you guys pick?
1: The Marks. Um, I think this is easy. South Dakota State. Uh I mean, they shoot I'm. I think as a team, they're like forty five percent from three. That's just off the top of my head, but Uh, I guess another good option, I'm probably stealing someone's team right now saying this, but another team could be Michigan because, I mean, it's, you know, watching Michigan has been tough this year. They are not a good basketball team, but when you have Hunter Dickinson, you know, you you can get to the final four. He can carry your team. All right. Uh, I will say. I'm sorry if I just stole someone's team.
0: I I, I will say as much as I do not like Michigan, especially after the events that transpired at the Kohl Center on February 20th. (laughs) uh, I would also say Michigan is probably a. Again, they're going against a solid Colorado State team, but it'll be. They they can do it. They do have the talent to do it. All
4: right. I will say Iowa State. um, They're an 11 seed i already said they're going to beat LSU. I've already said they're going to beat Wisconsin. Um, Kansas is the one seed in that region, and they lost on a buzzer beater to Kansas by one point in Fog Allen Fieldhouse earlier this year. They started strong. Isaiah Brockton is a superstar. He's got shooters around him. I think Iowa State can muck up the Wisconsin game. I think they can beat Auburn, and then you would play most likely Kansas State in the Elite Eight. So, or Kansas in the Elite Eight. So, I will take Iowa State. Um, and if I had to take like a mid major, I would take San Diego State. Uh, Matt Bradley is a superstar, and I watched them yesterday, so I'm a little biased.
3: Um, my pick was Iowa State as well, as much as I hate Iowa State basketball, it was going to be them. But since he already talked about that, my other team, is gonna be the uh, Trace Jackson Davis this Indiana. I think they can go in that UCLA run where they win the first four game and it's just go on a run to the final four just because of Trace Jackson Davis. Because they I mean they put up fights against teams in the Big Ten this year.
4: I mean they beat Purdue. they Xavier Johnson's very
1: good on that team too. Xavier
4: Johnson is very good on that and team. Tennessee can shoot the ball but until they lose to Hunter Maldonado. Um, and Grammy
0: game. I'll say another, I don't think they can make the final four, but a double digit seed team that I really like is, I, I do like Virginia Tech. I think they're playing good basketball. Storm Murphy, Wisconsin high school basketball product. Um, the, I think they can potentially go on a run here. I think that bottom part of the bottom part of the bracket they could possibly get to the Sweet 16, run into Kentucky, and um, see what happens from there. Yeah, I have,
4: have them really. in
0: Sweet 16 for sure. I mean, they just beat Duke,
1: so. I I think one thing I've taken away from this and looking at the bracket is I feel like the double digit seeds are incredibly strong this year. I feel like a lot of double digit seeds could really go on runs. Uh because like you have Indiana, you have Michigan, you have South Dakota State. Uh it's just I, I feel like there's a I feel like there's a lot of double digit seeds that are particularly strong.
2: And it's stronger than other years. It's funny you say that because I was I was watching ESPN's recap to the bracket earlier and Jay Billis was on there saying that, oh, you know, this feels like it's been some of the weakest. Um, double digit seeds, like usually there are a lot more, you know, double digit seeds success because they're like power five or something or power six. And I was like, that's I, I don't know what he's talking about because first off, factually, you have Michigan, you have Rutgers, you have Notre Dame, you have Rutgers. Forgot about
1: them. Sorry, to, you, uh, have Virginia Tech.
2: you have all of those teams who, even if you're not high on them, those are all power six teams. That are double digit seeds as well as Miami. I forgot Miami and and Iowa State and San Francisco. Teams, you have you I mean, have are looking at, have all of portal. those teams can compete. You have those in. I also forgot Indiana. Wyoming can compete. San Francisco Davidson. can compete. Davidson can compete. It was just outlandish. Um Absolutely. Did you right. say Loyola yet? Let's, Sorry, if I can that's, interject. That's here. what I was about to say. Um, it's was,
1: just unbelievable. Let me interject. There's a lot of interject
4: yeah, no so I'm I'm interjecting interjecting right here right now. Um, you're looking, when you're looking to see who can make final four, you're really looking to see who's playing their best basketball right now. That's the best time. And, you know, Virginia Tech is playing their best basketball right now. They just stole a bid. And I mean, if we're going based on talent, Michigan's a top 15 talent roster in the country. Um, sure. They're poorly coached, but they have that coach back now. And um, I mean, they're good enough to beat anybody in the country and, bad enough to lose to anybody in the country, just like Alabama.
0: Roll
3: going back to what uh, Jeremy said about what J. Billis, when I first saw the back rate, I thought that but then I started looking into it and I was like, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. And then yeah, I was going to talk about something else but it just cleared my mind.
2: Okay, so I'm going to get in my thought before anyone else can interrupt me on it because I was surprised that I was able to that no one said it when we were talking about double digit seeds. I'm not necessarily saying that I think that I don't know if they're, if I was asked to take a double digit team to go to the final four, for sure be Michigan because the reasons Jackson mentioned, but the Ramblers of Loyola Chicago, if you're not, I mean, if you're not, if you don't believe in them yet, I don't know what to tell you because no, you know, they, <laughs> they're a different team now than that team that originally grabbed everyone's heart several years ago, but they still have guys that have experience. They're not, it's not that they're a young team. They still have Lucas Williamson. Um, they have Braden Norris. They may have lost um, their head coach Porter Moser, but the DNA of this Loyola Chicago team still, still is alive and well, truly. And um, the way that they match up, they get Ohio State in the first round. Who I'm not, I don't, I don't love Ohio State. Villanova is good, but I, I don't think that they're unbeatable. I just think I like the way that the bracket sets up for them heading it. Like I think, I think they can be an elite eight team the way that the bracket shapes up. Um, but yeah, the. I mean, look. If nothing else, if not for looking at the actual numbers, take you know taking the Ramblers far. I don't. I don't see an issue with it considering their track record. truly.
4: If Sister Jean's there, and She's got some sort of covenant with God where they can't lose in March.
2: No, they cannot. Um. No, they cannot. Um. Okay, so we can close this off. We can each run through with um our initial just right off the rip of seeing this bracket. Our each of our final four predictions, and who we have as our national champion. Who would like to start?
0: I'll go first. Um, Looking up in the West, um, I do like Duke beating Gonzaga in the Elite. I think that's kind of a... I think I like Duke... I don't know who they'd play, but I like Duke coming out of the West. Uh, In the East, I'm going to go with... um, I don't like... I don't think Baylor or Kentucky. There there could be an upset along the way there. Honestly looking at it, I don't think these top four seeds are very good. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with Baylor coming out of that. Um I'll go with Baylor there. Midwest. Um I think I I do like Iowa versus Kansas. I think we talked about that before the recording. Um, I'll go Kansas there. And in the south, um, you know what? Screw screw it. I'm going to go Illinois going to the – just putting it out there, spitballing Illinois going to New Orleans and then Duke winning it off.
1: Uh, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll be next. Or No, you won't. Okay. I go. Um,
4: so I'm going to go with Duke out of the top uh, in the West. Or really, the winner of the Texas Tech-Duke game, uh, I think, would beat Gonzaga. I think Texas Tech provides a matchup for Gonzaga that's just um, – and Duke. We saw Duke beat them, but uh, they both just provide a matchup that I don't think Gonzaga, that Timmy can uh, handle. And then my uh, – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a little differently um, than most people are going to pick, so I'm not boring. I will pick UCLA out of the East. Um, we saw it last year. Boom. Johnny, Johnny Juzang, is, he's good, but, I mean, it's Jaime has, It's Tiger Campbell. It's Cody Riley. There's, there's depth on that roster. Jules Bernard is an sh- unbelievable shooter. He makes big shots. They didn't play particularly well yesterday, and they were in the game. I mean, they choked a 12-point lead in know, five minutes. Um, and out of the South, uh, I will take Tennessee. Uh, if I didn't – Tennessee or Arizona. Tennessee already won that game this year, so there's no reason to believe they can't do it again. Uh, John Fulkerson is a six-year senior. Kennedy Chandler, Josiah James. There's superstars, point guards, the Ziegler and Kenny Chandler at the floor on the same time, or on the floor at the same time. Um, it's tough for anyone to guard. And then in the Midwest, uh, all right. So this will be my Cinderella, and I will take Iowa State to uh, go to the Final Four because I'm not boring and will not take Kansas. Um, yeah, they almost beat Kansas earlier. They're not playing great basketball right right now, but as I mentioned earlier, Isaiah Brockington is a stud, and I don't think Wisconsin's very good. This is by far the weakest uh, region, I would say. I think can we all agree on that?
2: Absolutely.
1: I feel like you could put twenty twenty one Oral Roberts in that region, and they might just find their way to the Final Four. I like- mean, like I'm part of me
4: thinks Colgate might beat Wisconsin. Uh, I've seen Johnny Davis, who's not close to the best Big Ten player. There, there, there could
1: uh, be pure anarchy in, in that in that region.
4: Yeah, I mean Richmond's playing really good basketball. So we've already made the argument about Providence and South Dakota State. I mean Providence doesn't lose close games. Matt Bradley's a superstar. Kansas, while talented, has shown abilities to lose games to not great teams, hence Dayton and they almost lost to Iowa State earlier. Miami could also be one that makes a run. Charlie Moore is a six-year senior who's been playing in college since I think I was about seven. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Iowa State. So my final four will be Iowa State, Duke, Texas, uh, Duke, UCLA, Tennessee. And so that means I will have Duke and Tennessee and Duke won the national, national title.
2: Interesting.
3: I mean, yeah, I like I like that. Talking about people who's been playing in college since you were seven. That's Mitch Lightfoot,
4: too. And John been in college seven. And Jalen coleman lands. Yeah, I mean, and half uh, the Virginia Tech roster, so.
1: My final four, I'll, uh, I'll keep it kind of quick here. I think Gonzaga's going to run the West. Uh, they're going to get themselves back to the final four. Uh, Jackson, I agree with your UCLA pick. I was going to say UCLA, and I agree. I think that UCLA is going to get out of the East. I think we're going to see a UCLA Kentucky elite eight matchup, and I think that they're, I think that they're going to beat Kentucky. Um, and then I have Arizona getting out of the South. I think the South is very intriguing, and I will say this: I think the winner of a possible Arizona Illinois game will be the team that gets to the final four, and I'm picking Arizona. And then in the Midwest, uh, I, I think that Kansas is is going to get out of it. Um, and I think the thing with March Madness is there's so much chaos in the middle, but if you really look at it, most of the time, the, the best teams make it to the final four. So that's, you know, I'm kind of picking the higher seeds, but usually that's how the final four plays out. Um, and then, so yeah, I got Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas. Yeah,
4: um, Who's your national champion?
1: No. Well, uh, my national champion, I will go in Arizona Gonzaga game, and I will not comment on my winner because I don't know. I would really have to think about it. I, don't you think, do, uh, and, um, I mean, I don't think, I don't you
4: think he'd just push around Holmgren and Timmy, just like. I, mean, I, think that,
1: I think that I think that Chet Holmgren would walk on the court and he would see ballo and he would probably just break in half. So you pick Arizona to win. I don't want to comment on the situation. I, I
4: mean, know. as a as just, as our just, friend, just, just um, say Arizona.
2: He stopped the recording. Are you taking Arizona or are you taking Gonzaga?
1: I'm taking a, a really good game in New Orleans. Uh, as as our friend no um, Henry Boo. Cannon said, earlier, uh, all right, all right, here we go. Arizona, eighty-five. Gonzaga, eighty-one. I uh, see. I mean, our friend
4: uh, Henry Cannon earlier said that uh, Gonzaga is a twelve-loss team in the Pac-12, so
1: that is true. <laughs> certainly a take.
2: It's certainly <laughs> that a take. Is a take. Um, Sweeney, you want to go now?
3: Sure, I'll go next. Um, my final four from coming out of the west region, I have Duke. I think Duke Gonzaga game, and then I have Duke. And then going to the bottom left in the east, I have a, a Kentucky, um, Indiana, sweet 16. I mean, not a sweet 16, Elite Eight. And then I'm taking Kentucky, I'm not being like that. Sorry, Jackson, but and then. On my other side, I have uh, coming out of the south side of Arizona. And then in the Midwest, I've been switching between Kansas and Iowa for like the past 10 minutes now. And I, my heart wants to take Kansas, but I'm going to take Iowa. And then I have a rematch of the 2001 uh, national championship, Duke versus Arizona, which Duke came on top that time,
0: but I'm going to take Arizona this time.
4: Did we all put Duke in our national championship game, except
0: Noah? Uh, yeah, I, I have Duke winning it.
4: I mean, I,
0: it, it's it's Coach the Duke K is gonna get dilemma. every call.
4: I mean, he lost, to North Carolina. he lost to Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. If Duke wins, <sighs> if Duke wins that, if they win it's it's grippy. It's grippy. that, it's scripted. One perspective
1: you have to look at is think about the pressure on Duke. I mean, oh,
4: I think they could totally lose to Davidson. They're
1: okay, so they're a young t- team. And like you saw the pressure of the UNC Duke game and they lost and the pressure is going to be, you know, you have March Madness, right? March Madness is one thing, but then also I feel like they're going to have so much pressure to go out national champions. And I just especially don't think- after they lost. I mean- and, and yet you play a lethal team like Davidson, they hit a few threes. Duke gets down early. If they hang their heads, they're just, you know, they could be done. And they I, don't really match
4: up particularly well with Texas Tech or Michigan State, for that matter, either.
1: Yeah, Texas Tech would really give them fits. I mean, Texas and, Tech can play five, uh, five man to man, and, and if we everything, if we got into a a Duke and rematch, how are you not picking Gonzaga in the second time around? Because didn't problem. Duke beat it's him in the regular it. season? They did. So
3: yeah, they beat him by three. So y'all just saying Michigan State's not going to beat Davidson?
1: Um, I may argue. I think teams, it's a really so. unfortunate. Wow. I think it's an unfortunate draw for for Michigan State. I'm Davidson?
0: I I'm also am going to take the Spartans in that. I'm one. taking the Spartans. <laughs> All, right, All right, so well. I
4: will be the lone. Me and Noah will be the lone yeah. wildcats here. And uh, I
2: don't believe lone is. I believe you mean that w- the three me and Joey and S- Sweeney are the. You, first know, you guys
4: are wrong. Lo- lone
2: right indicates right. one. <laughs> All right, um, so we'll be the duo. Yes, the duo. Okay, um, my final four, um, out of the West, I have Gonzaga. I trust me. I would love to take Alabama right into the Final Four, but um, it's it's not happening. I you you could sell me on Duke, but I I'm I don't I think Duke will fold early. Um, in the East. The East is interesting to me because I don't know if I really buy Baylor going all the way. Actually, I think I hinted at it earlier. I could see Baylor being a second round exit. I'm gonna take Kentucky. Um, I'm a big fan of Oscar Sheehan and what they're what they're doing down down there in Lexington. The South, I think it's all about who wins when because I think if Arizona were to lose before the Elite Eight, I could see Villanova go into the final four, but I don't think Villanova could beat Arizona. Um, I think, I think there are a lot of capable teams out of this region, but I'm taking Illinois because Illinois has the DNA of a championship team. That's not to say that I think they're winning the title, but to win in college basketball, they have basic, they have lethal shooters outside when they're on, when you have guys like Corbello and Frazier And then when you have an inside presence like Kofi Coburn, that's not to say that they're going to win it all, but if you're going to win it all, you need shooters. You need those shooters to get hot, and you need to have that imposing will inside. So I I like Illinois to get it hot from the south. And then the Midwest, which I think we've already all agreed upon is the worst um, region. I I'm kind of have a similar dilemma with Sweeney thinking about Iowa or Kansas Um, And I'm gonna do probably what most, especially Jackson, would consider the boring thing. I'll take Kansas, and then for my national championship, um, I will take Kentucky over Illinois.
0: Uh, Let me just interject here, Jackson. That was wildly inappropriate.
2: Wildly (laughs) inappropriate.
4: I'm not Uh a big fan of Kansas or picking straight chalk. So
2: I, I I know we know. Well, uh, let's see here. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one of the bracket randomizers and I'm gonna tell you who I get. Um let me how get, do you do you this one? You?
1: I hope it's Arizona Gonzaga. Um
2: where's autofill? oh here it is. Okay. You
1: press the uh,
4: auto bracket,
2: fill. random, autofill, Your national champion. Well, I'll give you the final four. Final four. Um, New Mexico State is making Possible. it out of the West region.
4: Possible. But oh, they almost. have been uh, All right, why don't, we, why don't we make an argument for every team that is in his Final Four and his national champion?
2: Well, okay, so that's New know. Mexico State from there. Let me, give, let me give you all of it, and then you can break it down. Then in, from the East, the 10 seed, the USF Dons, who had a beautiful victory over Wyoming slash Indiana in the Elite Eight. Um, and then on the other side of the bracket, we have from the south the Arizona Wildcats. Um, and in the Midwest, uh, the winner of Texas Southern and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Um, and in the national championship, the 16 seed Texas Southern or Texas Corpus Texas m Corpus Christi defeats San Francisco. That is what the bracket is saying. Um,
1: uh
4: so your idea I that
2: we
1: defend. Call. Every team is out of the window because, <laughs> uh, what, what are the odds of uh, Texas Southern winning a national championship? Right, so or mean Texas, I can't make the Texas Southern argument, but I can make
4: the San Francisco argument. Um, but if we don't have time for that,
2: I just if, if you're wondering, I just made it, I did another random one and actually had as Akron winning it also akron uh, i'm if, just if, impressed that if arizona you're got out maybe go akron i don't know
0: i think we could probably it, same thing with the bellarmine thing i think kent state got robbed
4: absolutely robbed yeah how about don't be dumb i mean she should not be suspended but don't be that stupid
2: Kent State versus bellarmine oh. they should just play like in the like the blue mountain state game where they play in the cornfield just do that and the winner of bellarmine kent state is the national champion
3: Um, hey, is I mean, Buffalo like, going like to play in the NIT or anything, or are they just not? You know, no. They
4: not aren't allowed.
1: allowed. I want to say the NIT
4: either. just got released, too. Did it? So yeah, yeah,
1: uh, I, I got the show on uh, SMU plays Nichols in the first round. Oh, oh, boy. No. And BYU plays Long Beach State.
4: Um, Any any actual good teams? or? Oklahoma, uh, you mean?
3: Just, just say Oklahoma.
1: Well would Oklahoma accept an NIT bid? They are. They're <laughs> playing Missouri State.
4: Yeah.
1: Um on an on an actual on topic for March Madness thing, Oklahoma was robbed. Notre Dame should yeah. not be in over the Sooners. Um if you put yeah. Oklahoma and Notre Dame on a neutral floor, Oklahoma would win. I, I would say they'd yeah, they they would win. I was gonna say double digits, but that's not carried away. But o- Oklahoma, Oklahoma would be
4: Oklahoma was eighth in their league, lost fifteen games, only won eighteen games. They're not that good. Jackson, I mean, they, had, Jackson they had the
3: fifth hardest schedule, and they won five top fifteen games. Okay,
4: they lost. There's not they won five. Top like, they lost 15. to Butler. Butler is awful.
3: Okay, that was in the beginning
1: you lost of the year. To Utah State. Utah State is awful. Is the
3: beginning of the year.
1: All right, I've got, I've got something. Uh, if you guys are going to talk about bubble teams, how about you guys debate over something important like Seton Hall, TCU, the the best state nine game in the tournament. Uh, I get to TCU's see it. TCU's going to win that game. Um, I think TCU's is just better.
4: Uh, Seton Hall's struggles to score. TCU. <laughs>
1: As an Arizona fan, I'll say one thing: Seton Hall scares me a little bit for a possible Arizona matchup because they are a giant team. And Arizona, even though you know they're they're massive, but what I have noticed is when they play teams that can match their size, it j- it bothers them a little bit because they're not used to they're not used to a team just being as big as them. Uh, so Seton Hall could could possibly beat Arizona. That that could be an ups, that could be upset watch if that happens. I agree. I mean, Seton Hall is
4: well coached. Kevin Willard's a really good coach.
2: Um, Would you say more adjustments than a chiropractor?
4: No, I wouldn't actually. Um, I know what you're trying to do there. And, uh, <laughs> personally, if I had to interject on that one, I I wouldn't actually.
0: So Personally, I think John Rothstein has some pretty good t-shirt quotes, if you, if you ask me.
2: Guys, do yeah. we think should we send this to John Rothstein and see what it is? should we try to get John Rothstein on the podcast during the if we
0: get of- we get John Rothstein? I on would the absolutely podcast. love to
4: talk to John Rothstein. I mean, if if us five had a weekly podcast, we could get John Ro- I could get John Rothstein on in two months. Let's
2: okay, Jackson. What about if What about if I give you twenty dollars and you use that twenty dollars to get John Rothstein to get on a podcast? tuesday or wednesday night how how would that sound
4: um he might follow me on twitter do you want me to dm him
2: absolutely you know okay that's what i'm gonna do after this we're all gonna come together we're gonna spam john Rustin to get a a response it's this ends in one of two ways it ends in that he's he's joining the podcast he's gonna get on a podcast episode or the second option which is that we all get blocked by john Rostin, and i'm perfectly fine with either one
4: Uh, i'll um You know, personally, being blocked by John Rothstein would it really be the worst thing in the world?
2: <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, we already
0: we already follow. Okay. On it. Would would let me just say this? Would John Rothstein come on the podcast after we all just said, "Yeah, I wouldn't hate being blocked by John
1: Rothstein"?
2: Well, no, because
1: yeah, wouldn't listen. John Rothstein, podcast. you have one of the best Twitter accounts I've ever seen. You're you're See? awesome, John Rothstein. See?
2: See, no, that's I, I. didn't mean that I'd be fine. Like I, would rather not be blocked. But look, I, we got, I got to do what I got to do. I'm trying to get a get at a least he noticed that.
0: That's what you're saying. The risk that's
2: that i big name guests on here. Well, I mean, I've been trying to line up with uh Missouri Athletic Director Desiree Reed I think a great <laughs>
1: opportunity is one when, when Missouri makes their hire. Uh, she can come on for ten minutes, and we could talk about the new Missouri. I basketball concur. coach absolutely I we can
2: and a better idea we can introduce the new coach live edition of the yeah,
0: red shirt we can talk missouri missouri about their incoming class press. especially their walk-ons. <laughs>
2: their walk-ons if you
4: come to the new missouri basketball coaches press conference you can ask two questions
0: i'll drive right. up there I'll, I'll i'll drive up there and meet
2: you German we'll coach. be there we'll be there I'll we'll drive up there and, and i'll be representing the red shirt podcast we,
4: we need to get
3: red shirt shirts red, shirt, red shirts. shirt podcast shirts on the way Eight red shirt sponsored by, by bench mafia. mafia pods are we going to make hey, some red yes. bench
2: mafia shirts red
3: shirt ex bench
1: mafia
2: sounds like wow. we have some big ideas on the way uh, the official yeah.
1: podcast of Missouri basketball
2: absolutely we are we're a Missouri basketball pod as well as formerly a UNLV pod now a Missouri pod
1: yeah i mean I think Jackson, the is there is any news idea. you can report on some candidates for uh, Missouri, some exclusive redshirt insider? Is that not possible today? Is
3: Frank Haith one of them?
1: Um, Frank Haith is not a candidate.
4: Um, I can report uh, that Frank Haith is not a candidate, and I can <laughs> report that Sean Miller will, is also not a candidate.
2: Got it. That,
4: um, yeah, that's cool. all I'm going to say.
2: Okay, so, so-
4: no, What's just, up? I didn't hear nothing, you, sir. Keep on going. Just keep on going.
2: Okay, so I'm going to – I think we could probably talk for hours and hours on end, and we can do that separately. Um, I'm going to call it quits here. I'm going to say thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Stay tuned for a more in-depth look at this bracket um, later this week. And I would like um, to recommend you guys check out the blog, blog. You can see my my picks from the conference tournament, some of which were incredible, some of which were bad um check out twitter the red shirt blog um and the instagram at v.redshirt my parting words to you guys as listeners the acc sucks and we will see you guys next
0: i time. concur